Hello and welcome to Nested Folders, a podcast about productivity and accomplishing all of our best work in the best possible way. I am Rosemary Orchard and with me as always is Scotty Jackson. Hello, Scotty. Hello, Rosemary. How are you? Oh, well, uh, I'm I'm clarifying things, uh, including chocolate. Oh. Cho- clarify chocolate is now a thing, I've decided. I think you can clarify butter, too. I think that's a thing that oh, you that's, do. Oh, that's definitely a thing. Right. But I'm, I'm working on clarifying chocolate. I'm thinking it's going to be a, a big business. So, I mean, if you clarify it, then boy, oh boy, can you ever process and organize it. Oh, yeah. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, mm-hmm. Today is part two of our GTD series. Um, and uh, we've decided that we're going to shuffle the GTD steps because this is not about GTD as GTD is canonically. If you want that, of course, the books, audiobooks, videos, courses, etc. are all available to you. This is how we interpret and use GTD. So we are combining the clarify or process step with the organize step here because they're very difficult to split up. And for the vast majority of people with the vast majority of systems, these two steps end up combined. Uh, And certainly for me, they do. It's true. I mean, especially with digital solutions. Like I think as you go through the work of clarifying what something is, what it means to you, what it's in service of, and so on, you can't help but then, you know, put it in a in a digital system like where it belongs with all of the necessary accoutrement of dates and tags, metadata, any anything that you might use and adopt. So it's really, really tough to tease the clarify slash process and organize steps apart. Uh, but maybe we'll take a run at it. Yeah. And the other thing is, is for me, if I do tease those two steps apart, okay, so say I'm looking at a task, which says, talk to Scotty about episode 30 of nested folders, right. you know, and I go through clarifying that. So I'm like, okay, so this involves a person, Scotty, and it also is related to nested folders. So this is going to go somewhere into nested folders. I can clarify all of this data. But at the same time, for my solution, it doesn't make sense to clarify this and then go ahead and organize it later because I've just got this information. As I'm getting this information out, I can go ahead and jump straight into that organizing. And that's kind of what some of this is about. That's exactly it. I mean, for me, a very common use case is, you know, if I'm using a task management tool, I'm, I, I might decide, hey, this email that I've received, I, I need to do something about this. I don't know what. I just know that there's like an action in here somewhere. I drag it and put it in my task manager inbox so that I can keep my email inbox at, at as close to zero as I can. Uh, but later when I come back to like open this up and figure out, okay, well, what am I going to do about it? Well, like what, what do I have to do? It just yeah. seems so natural then to like, why would I just, why would I define and process and clarify, go through all of that thinking and then leave it in my task manager inbox? That seems a little bit odd. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And depending on your solution, of course, your task manager may automatically go, hey, I'm going to put this away for you because you've added all the data to get it out of your inbox that you need, which sure. of course means that you've, you've just gone ahead and done that. But I think before that, we need we need to go back and, and take a look at where we were. So last time we captured stuff. So we have an inbox or let's be honest, probably multiple inboxes floating around and they've got stuff in. Mm-hmm. Um, and this might be things like, you know, your smoke detector that's got the batteries in it because you need to buy new batteries for your smoke detector and you need to find out what kind of batteries they are. So when I bought batteries, I bought extra batteries and then I wrote on the back of the packaging what they were. But I'm just using this as an example of a physical thing that you might want to put in your inbox because, you know, it could be annoying you and you need to figure it out. So you have this stuff. And to start with, you kind of need to go, well, what is it? 
you know, like, what is this thing that's here? Like, I have a t-shirt in here. Well, this t-shirt is going to go to the charity shop. So I need to find a bag to put it in and create an errand in my task manager to take that to the charity shop. Mm-hmm. So that's actually a couple of things that you need to, you know, clarify out of this one thing that's inside of your inbox. And sometimes it's just a piece of paper that says, Scotty, exclamation mark. Right. And they're going, okay, well, what is that? But you need to figure out, you know, like, what is it? Like, that's step one. I hope it's in all caps. Oh, it is. Of course uh, it for, is. For yelling, for yelling voice. I think, I think the other thing that I think a lot about when, when processing, like you said, is, you know, like, what is this? But, but the next order question is also like, what is this in service of? So is there a larger outcome or goal that this is, is indicating maybe one that I've already clarified and maybe one that I haven't? Um, I, I think that that's really important to think about is, is not just the thing that's in front of me, but maybe the thing that isn't in front of me, but ought to be, uh, because there's, there's, there's a larger, there's a larger intent here than just this little corner of the universe is, is defining itself. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, like how, how does this, this piece of the puzzle fit into your overall big picture? Right. And I think, yeah. I think too, and, and I mean, you can, so you can think of that in a couple of ways, I suppose. You can think of that as your, your need to go get batteries because you also need to replace the batteries in your smoke detectors, but maybe you're also doing, you know, a larger audit on your home health and safety. And you also need to grease the locks on, on windows or something because something is jammed. And so you're, you're going around and doing these things. Um, and that, or that this also relates to this sort of higher purpose of, I'm, you know, want to feel well while I'm at home. And I think you mm-hmm. can look at it from both of those different horizons um, mm-hmm. wh- while you're looking at, you know, a battery and thinking, okay, the action is, yeah, I got to go and uh, run errands uh, about this. But also I know that there is a bigger thing that I need to capture and clarify as part of this too, which is that that project of wanting to make sure that the house is safety and you know, is is safety reinforced and and maybe even that bigger outcome of you know what does this mean for the way i'm feeling about being at home right now you know uh also pandemic yeah yeah definitely and you know there's a whole bunch of things that you can unpick from there and i would say that the first one from that is you know like what am i doing with this like is is this something i need to do or is this something i need to you know think about maybe doing someday or is this something that i just actually need to turn into reference material like the smoke detector something i need to do i need to replace the batteries i also need to buy the batteries but i also need to make a note of what kind of batteries this uses in my Mm -hmm. reference system so Mm. that i can you know lodge that for later um so that next time i don't have to put the smoke detector in my inbox i can actually just put you know a little note of hey need new batteries to the smoke detector in my inbox or let's be honest replace the batteries in the smoke detector and just sort of packaging in my inbox because you know that that's as easy to do um and it's got the note on the back because i already you know set myself up for success there um you know but sometimes it is just a case of you look at stuff and it's appeared in your inbox and now you're sort of looking at it going, well, actually, you know what? This is trash. Uh, you know, like I captured this, but it out of the moment, you know, I'm I'm no longer in the in the in the keynote moment, perhaps, of where everything's amazing <laughs> and wonderful. I've I've come out of that haze and it's like, okay, yeah, cool. Uh trash. You know. And right. so to start with, it's a case of, you know, like okay, let's just get rid of some stuff here. 
That's right. I mean, is is it actionable and do I still care are very valid questions to ask oneself about one's inbox. Uh, yeah. Just because it was put there at one point doesn't mean that, you know, future yeah. you agrees with past you's perspective on the actionability of something. Yeah. Capturing something is not a commitment. It's it's a commitment to think about it, but it's not a commitment to do anything about it. And that's all it is. You know, it's it's something where, you know, maybe your commitment is to write a reply to the, an email and say, thank you very much, but no. But, you know, that that's that's as far as it goes. You All your commitment is is to look at that again and say, okay, sure. And now I'm going to put it in the trash. Um, right. So, you know, that that's all you need to do. That's that's exa- exactly it. I mean, this is really not just clarifying, you know, structurally about the you know, like the verbs and the nouns and the intent, but even it's it, 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 there's an evaluation part here, which is, do I care? Uh, and and if so, you know, like how do I care? Um, mm-hmm. And and then I think you know beyond that, you know, if we're deciding that something is actionable, um, I I do a lot of and and also sort of pr- mm-hmm. processing about things. So, uh, you know, again, we're going to, we're going to keep borrowing your example of the batteries, uh, that might remind me, oh, and also I need batteries for my flashlight too. Oh, and also I need batteries for my kid's toy. Oh, and also yeah. I really need to charge, um, this particular device, my speaker, because, uh, I've, I've left it unplugged for a long time. So I, I think it's, it's really important to, you know, when we're talking about processing, setting aside time to be in that processing mode mm-hmm. of of thinking, because yeah. the, the, to me, that allows me the mental freedom to be able to kind of do those gymnastics around, you know, really taking the time to roll around in the meaning and um, insinuation of stuff that I've captured, as opposed to worrying about getting things actually done in this moment. Yeah. Yes, and this is a place where I disagree with uh, the original GTD methodology. Um, I'm not 100% certain if I still disagree with it because I haven't got an up-to-date flowchart in front of me. I have an older flowchart in front of me. But one of the things that they ask you about an item in your inbox is, what's the next action? I have never been good at this. Like, why would I just capture that one other thing I need to do? Then I have to come back to this later and capture all of these other things which are currently in my head. So much like you, I use each individual item in my inbox as I'm clarifying and processing it as a trigger item so that I can look at it and go, what are all the things that I feel that come up when I when I look at this? And those, in many cases, do actually go in my inbox underneath what I'm currently on, um, just so that I can... I can get this one thing out of the way instead of constantly being sidetracked. But it's it's a really great opportunity to capture those other things while you're processing. And it may seem uh, perhaps a little odd to to jump back and forth between those two steps, um, but it can be very very useful to do so. I I agree. I think I th- I think where I see the what's the next action question helping is when I have um something that feels absolutely gigantic in scope captured sort of uh, obscurely or simply in my inbox. So if I go into my inbox and I see organizational redesign, like, holy smokes, that's huge. So to me, what's the next action is, is a source of comfort because it's it's uh, okay. This this big, scary, ill-defined thing. I'm breaking that down into a very simple, you know, email Sally about you know what her thoughts are on this. 
And that gives me something that I can take action on and move this thing forward without feeling like I have to solve it because oh, yeah. it's too yeah. big to solve. Definitely. And I think that that, that is a, a key thing. Like you don't need to handle every single aspect whilst you're clarifying, processing and organizing an item. All you need to handle is the stuff that comes up, which is like, maybe this is a, whoa, this is a really big thing. Well, how do you eat an elephant? Piece by piece. Uh, please don't eat elephants. It's a side note there. You know, mm. probably not very nice, and they should be out in the world roaming free, um, so that they can give you more ideas later. Um, because elephants never forget, and hopefully you won't forget to check your system. Um, <laughs> but you know, um, what what are we doing here? You know, like we're trying to make our system work for us, and part of our system working for us means that we're not overwhelmed and we're not freaking out about everything. We know what we need to do next, and if you see a massive project, organizational restructure. And you can think of three things. Perfect. Pros, uh, you know, capture those three things and then, you know, clarify them, process them, organize them. But you don't need to capture and process everything because guess what? We're going to get to this later. There's a review. Um, mm -hmm. And you're going to, yes. you're going to need to review. Um, so uh, we, we, you know, we'll come back to it later and look at it and we'll look at it again and again and again until we're done with this thing. But, to start with, you need to start figuring out approximately what it is and what that breaks down into. That's exactly right. I, I think as we talk about this and as we talk about, you know, our, our challenge with teasing apart the clarify and organize steps, I think uh, like making something organizable is a really neat threshold, I think, for determining have I processed this enough? Like uh -huh. if, if I've defined something well enough in that um, I know what it is. I know what it's in service of. I know how to do it. Um, I know what, you know, kind of limitations I might have about that uh, in terms of, you know, maybe, uh, maybe other people need to be involved. Maybe other, you know, resources need to be involved like books or movies or videos or, or applications or computers or devices or something. If I've thought through all of that, then it is organizable because I know where in my system it would go. If you meet that threshold, then you're appropriately processed. And so I think that's part of why these two things go so well together mm -hmm. rather than trying to process everything and then trying to organize everything. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, because the other thing is, is, you know, if, if, how, how are you organizing your things? This is something you need to figure out. Nobody can tell you how to organize your stuff. I'm afraid. I'm sorry. I mean, I can tell you put it in a notebook, but you'll have to decide if that's an electronic notebook, aka laptop, or if it's a pen and paper notebook. And I'm not giving you a clue. Uh, you have to figure out your system for yourself. <laughs> but you know, what, what does organizing mean for you? How are you going to come back and look for this stuff later? How do you want to find things? And, Actually, also, do you want to find this particular thing? Is it something that, like, refill stapler? Okay, get stapler out of drawer, put staples inside stapler, uh, put stapler back in drawer, uh, along with spare staples, close drawer, throw away post-it note. Like, you know, that that's pro clarifying, processing, organizing, and it's also doing, um, right. which is the last step. You, you can skip review on that one. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it, this is where the two-minute rule comes into play as well. You know, like... It, you can say, like, is this something I can and should do at all? Or is it something I can do right now? Is this something I should do right now? In which case, maybe just do it. Um, and, you know, and the other thing that you you can look at is, is this something I really need to do? Is this mm -hmm. something I've captured because, like, I feel like I ought to do this? 
but I don't actually need to do this. Um, nobody requires me to do this. Nobody's making me do this. And I don't really want to do this. Because Ooh. guess what? If it doesn't meet any of those criteria, it doesn't belong in your system. You captured it. It can go straight back into that trash. And, you know, that that's that's part of the wonderful thing about GTD. You can use this as an opportunity to get rid of stuff. And I would heartily recommend doing so when appropriate. It's true. I think I think having your own operating rules about those those things is valuable as long as you're consistent about those rules. So for oh, some yeah. in some cases it might be like if in doubt throw it out or in other cases it might be like if in doubt process organize it and keep it like somewhere so that you've you've got it to come back to later mm-hmm. depending on depending on reasons. I mean, everyone's going to have different circumstances about that. So I think, I think the key is, uh, the key is consistency, you know, develop rules for yourself and your system. So you don't have to think about too hard about, you know, well, I've processed this now. Do I organize it? How do I organize it? I I think having, um, uh, having consistency and tool sets and architecture for yourself to make it easier. uh, That's, that's really where the gold is in terms of not having to think about what your process is because you're following your process as you go through the art of processing and clarifying and, and organizing. Yes. And that's just it. This is an art form. It's not a science. You know, you are the master of your domain here, which means you get to make all the decisions. And yes, it's kind of terrifying, but it's okay. You'll figure it out. Right. So let's go back to, you know, let's say we're processing a thing that we have captured. What are some of the um, you know, attributes or bits of information that you might like to enrich that with or in order to make sure that it is, you know, like well processed and and highly clean and, and meeting that threshold of being organizable? Yeah. Well, this is going to depend very much for a lot of people based on your systems. Um, and I use OmniFocus. Um, so I, I I tend to build things around that. But first of all, I look at the title. Um, and step one for me is, is the title something that is obvious when I look at it? Because if it's not obvious when I look at it, then it's not going to be obvious to me when I come back and this action resurfaces next week, next month, maybe even next year um, or in 10 years, you know, some stuff in my system is going to be around for a long time, like renewing my passport and my driver's license. That That's going to be in there for quite some time. So it needs to be clear from the title mm-hmm. approximately what this is about. I don't need all of the details because if I need more details, this is where I then start enriching my note. And my note will either contain text or possibly a link, maybe multiple links. Um, and these can be links perhaps out to a reference system or it could be just a web link, um, or it might just have a little bit more detail, like can renew six months in advance, check defer date um, versus expiry date. Um, So the defer date should ideally be six months before the expiry date of my my passport, for example. Um, And then after I've done that, so I've got a title and I've got notes, and that should be universal for everybody, regardless of your system. I then look at tags. Um, and tags for me are contexts, but they can be uh, more than just physical contexts. So it could be that it's an errand I need to run, or it might be a particular store I need to go to, or it might be a person that I need to talk to, like Scotty. Scotty has his own tag in my system. Um, and I add as many of these as is appropriate. 
Uh, and there is no magic number here, I'm afraid. Uh, it's just, you know, if I'm talking to Scotty, would I want to see this on a list of things to talk to Scotty about? If yes, then I I put the Scotty tag on it. Or if this is a, something that I should be seeing to do while I'm out and about, it should have an errand tag. Um, and if I'm in this particular store, well, I would like to see a list of everything I should get in this store while I'm there. So I'm going to put the tag for this store on it as well. Um, so So I go ahead and do those. Um, and then after that is the project. And the project, well, hopefully people understand projects, but we will come back and explain that a little bit more later. But mm-hmm. it's a grouping of tasks depending on a particular goal, um, which ideally should be completable. In some cases, I do confess, have shopping as an ongoing project because <laughs> I buy stuff. Um, and there there is no goal here other than to make myself happy um, and fulfill all of my needs. But I feel that that's a bit of an overdone project title and it's not going to make me happy looking at it. Whereas shopping, for me, very clear, to the point, it's it's a project. It's a single action list in OmniFocus. Right. And then after I've done those, I, I circle back to the defer and the due dates. You know, is there a date that I cannot do this before? Deferred. Is there a date that I must do this by? Due date. Um, and that's as simple as it gets. And then uh, I do have the flag. Uh, the moment I'm not really using the flag uh, at all, um, not because it's not good, just because uh, it doesn't really fit into my system, but flagging could indicate, you know, particular importance of something or really must uh, do this before I do other things. You know, y- you have to decide how those work, but I don't really use the flag right now. What right. about you, Scotty? I think uh, I mean, you've you've that's a pretty solid list right there. Uh, I think the only other thing I might add is uh, dependencies. So, oh yeah, um, I think a lot about um, if I am going to do X, what must I have also have done in order for X to be possible? Um, you know, maybe I need to contact someone to get a resource uh, that I will then employ for the thing that I've captured. Or maybe in the intervening time, because there is a, uh, a defer or an inability to start sort of date, um, like you described, maybe there's other things that I should be doing to make things easier between now and then. Capturing that sort of stuff, those dependencies or complementary activities um, are key. And as I as I write them down, I try to be as prescriptive as I can now. I, th- I always th- think I'm going to be so talented at about understanding what I mean later when I review things. Uh, I'm not. So I, I try and write things down as, as uh, so that if I were to just simply scan an action, I will know what I have to do because there is a verb. I am naming any people or resources that are involved in the title and that I am tagging things appropriately so that I can, you know, pull up uh, appropriate lists or, or views of things uh, as needed later. Um, the, the other part is naming my project. So if my actions are verbs, I try to keep my projects named uh, as nouns because those are the things that I am going to make real as a result of the work that I am doing uh, so that I can keep very focused about centering my actions if uh, that serves as a trigger to you know come up with other ideas later or or what have you. So uh, I, I keep the projects as nouns and the actions as verbs. And that is, uh, I'm certain, uh, lifted right from uh, Merlin Mann. Uh, thank you, Merlin. 
Yeah, I do feel that naming things is super important. You know, I talked about the title, but you're you're making it much clearer there. And I feel that this links back to actually the tags, context as they're referred to in GTD terminology, where we need to, you know, have it be very clear with that exactly what is meant. Because, you know, it, there's all sorts of things that are going to happen between today and tomorrow. You may actually get offered the perfect job and have to move. Um, and guess what? You knew, you know tomorrow that you're going to need to be able to look back at all this stuff and go, okay, what exactly did this mean? Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be able to come back and review has to be able to happen. You need to set yourself up for f- future success. So the naming there is most definitely absolutely critical, I would say. Uh, and if you get it wrong, you can come back and rename things. So don't put pressure on yourself to get it perfect first time, but l- aim for good enough. Um, and ideally slightly better than good enough so that in future you have that context that comes from the right title as well as the physical context added by your system. That's that's very true. And and have a willingness to adapt and learn as well. I think words matter. And I've talked in the past about, you know, me agonizing over the name of a tag because uh, I, 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 you know, I had a, a, a tag for things that I wanted to do today. And so the word was today. But then if I got to the end of a day, and all of the things weren't done. I have all these things tagged today, and now I feel bad. But they weren't really due. They were kind of optional. So then I renamed the tag to next because I thought, okay, cool. The, you know, These are the top of the pile things that I want to do next. But if I have 10 things that are all tagged next, which one is next? Which next next thing is next? So I ended up mm-hmm. renaming the tag to a star. And then that, that just – because now it isn't a word. It isn't it – isn't, have a strict definition. I can define that more fluidly, which means here are the things that I want to pay attention to as a group without creating cognitive dissonance for myself. So words matter and adjusting your words as you process and clarify is really, really valuable in terms of making sure that you're doing the work about defining your work in this moment and not at the moment later when you are in doing mode and picking up this task where you don't want to be spending time going, Hmm, what does this mean? You want to yeah. be spending your time executing on whatever that task is. Yeah, you want you want to take those hmms out of your future life as much as you possibly can. Um and it's impossible to do, so be be fully warned you're you're going to get it wrong. You're going to have to make changes, but that's okay. Um but you're going to want to spend some time on it. And while you're organizing things as well, you may find that you need to create new projects or new tags or actually shuffle some things around, create some folders to put stuff into, that's okay to do while you're organizing. Try not to do complete overhauls of your system every time you you process, <laughs> clarify your inbox, because that's not going to help. That's procrastination. Uh, so somebody who's guilty of that very thing, I, I have done that before. And while you're first setting your system up, it's very tempting to, to go ahead and completely overhaul things every time you're doing things, because it's like, oh no, I have, I've got a much better way of organizing my tags now. Uh, by all means, add some tags and, you know, put them in the right place and maybe, you know, shuffle some stuff around, but try and avoid doing a complete overhaul every time you organize to start with. Um, And uh, just get stuff in there, get stuff organized at a minimum level, because we're going to come back and we're going to review stuff later. um, And that's okay if we change things when we review them. That's exactly it. Minimize your hmms, be willing to adapt, but but like save transformation for bigger events. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You can capture that uh, in your inbox as an idea and then process it later. And organize it after that. We're working the process, see? Uh-huh. Yep. 
Got to get those things done. So uh, with that, all that being said, uh, where might people learn more about our podcast on the internet, Rosemary? Well, the best place to go is, of course, nestedfolderspodcast.com, and that's got links to our entire back catalogue, including our previous GTD shows and other shows. And, of course, there's a contact form as well for you to contact us. However, if you feel like you can fit it into 280 characters or less and you want to send it as a tweet, we're also on Twitter, where we love getting your feedback too, and we are Nested Folders. Scotty, where can people find you? Uh, I can be found on the internet at heyscottyj.com or by the same name on Twitter and Instagram, although mostly Twitter, let's be honest. Uh, Rosemary Orchard, where might people find you? Uh, you can find me at rosemaryorchard.com. I'm also at rosemaryorchard on Twitter. And uh, yes, I, I'm also not posting much on Instagram at the moment, so I'll, I'll leave that one out. <laughs> Sorry, I never go anywhere. Yes, exactly. This is the problem with being at home all the time. I'm just processing, <laughs> clarifying, and organizing my life. There, there's no doing right now. Oh. Not outside of this house. Rats. But uh, I guess we'll uh, have an opportunity to talk again really soon. Yeah, we will. So until then. Goodbye. <laughs>